Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Hey, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Today, I want to talk about foundations. Well, I'll tell you what, I know where we can read about foundations in (laughs) Psalm 11. Psalm 11. Yesterday, we heard the potentially accusation or potentially defense about this issue of foundations being destroyed. And then I think the rest of the psalm talks about the foundations that are set. I think it's a great time to just reset and have an understanding about foundations, their role, And how wonderful it is to be a Christian and follower of God that our foundation is unshakable. And in fact, I want to talk about four foundations, but I don't want to talk about all of them today. I'd like to take the rest of our conversations this week to talk about them. So I just want to talk about the first one today. You good with that? Yeah. So let's read the psalm again. today. I have less to say, but okay. (laughs) I have the feeling that we will find plenty to say. Well, we tend to do that. These are amazing foundations. I'm going to read Psalm 11, the whole thing. And today I'm reading from the New King James Version. In the Lord I put my trust. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow on the string that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence his soul hates. Upon the wicked he will rain coals, fire and brimstone and a burning wind. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. Now, I don't know if you picked up on it, but I tried really, really hard with my voice to indicate the different punctuation between what we read yesterday in the ESV and today in the New King James. Well, I'd have to compare the recording yesterday, but I do believe that your voice accurately inflected the reading on the page of the New King James. So I, I, I'm going to give you kudos on that. Well, I appreciate that. So just, you know, if, if, if this is your first time listening in on this conversations, we do have to pick up a little bit. Yesterday, we highlighted some interpreted choices in these first three verses. The New King James, uh, we should have gone and looked at the King James to make sure. We'll have to do that before tomorrow. Uh, but the New King James makes the interpretive choice that the counsel is just the statement, flee as a bird to your mountain. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of the other translations make the quote, the counsel all the way from flee as a bird to your mountain, all the way to the end of verse so three. What can the righteous do? Right. Now that leaves us with two potential understandings, Andrew, of if the foundations are destroyed. Mm-hmm. The one, if the New King James choice about the quote is right, is that David himself is saying, guys, if I flee, that's me destroying the foundations. That's me not relying on the foundations. And then what's left for me? Right. So why would I do that? What would be my recourse? Why would I do that? If the other translations and their interpretive choice of making all three verses part of that quote, then it's the counselors, the advisors saying, look, David, the foundations are destroyed. Your little moralities and your principles and all of your righteousness. And of course, we don't have video, so nobody could see me do the scare quotes there. They miss out on a lot. Your righteousness, (laughs) it's not going to do you any good. And then we have David Uh responding to that. No, no, here are the foundations. But either way, verses four through seven 
or an explanation of what the foundations are. So and, important. And the very first one that David cites, mm-hmm. that he either either one, if the New King James is right, is not going to destroy mm-hmm. and not going to abandon, mm-hmm. or two, he's saying, no, no, these foundations are still sure. The The first foundation, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids test the sons of men. The very first foundation is the Lord is watching. The Lord sees all of this. There is a Lord, and notice where he's at. He's in his holy temple. Which is not. Chronologically, there was not a temple built in Jerusalem in David's lifetime. But and he so wanted David, to build one. Well, of course he wanted to build one. Yes, he did. He did. Um, he, he felt like that the Lord needed to have a house, and the Lord corrected him. Uh, I've not asked you for a house. But in that in that whole thing there, what we see is that even David had an understanding that he wasn't providing the Lord his actual real house. Mm-hmm. He understands the Lord has a true place to dwell. And that's where I was going with I'm this. Sorry. That, that David is showing that God has a holy place and a temple, a sanctuary where he dwells before and apart from Solomon's temple, and that's not to knock not the tabernacle. That's not to knock Sal- Solomon's temple and distinct from the tabernacle, yeah. right? And and okay, so there is a God, and He has a place in heaven, which gives Him a perspective. It makes Him um, untouchable in this respect. No one can get Him there or rock Him off of that. When we think about a foundation, we think about that which everything else rests upon. And I think it's a great way or a great place to start. The foundation of God's people is going to be God himself and this immutable presence and life. He's in his temple. He's on his throne. And no matter what is happening in my world, mm-hmm. whether good for me mm-hmm. or bad for me, the foundation is God sees because he is in his heavenly temple. If his temple, if his house was actually just in Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. it might be that he's not seeing what's going on with me right now. Mm -hmm. If his house or his temple is over on Sinai, Mm -hmm. it might be that he's not seeing. If it's on Olympus, it might be that he's not seeing. If it's on Zephon, it might be that he's not seeing. I mean, whatever ancient mountain that people thought was the household of God, any one of those that I pick, He might not be seen, but that's not where his actual throne is. His throne is above the heavens. He has set his glory above the heavens. His his throne is heavenly. He sees all of it. And what a great statement David is making here about Yahweh, about the true God, over and against the idols, over and against all the petty little gods of the Canaanites, you know, tied to this town, tied to this piece of dirt, you know, here or there. But the true God is so much greater. And I liked the word you used a few moments ago, that word perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if I put that down on a very small scale, I think about the difference between me and my kids. Okay. And, and I'm learning the difference that my parents had back when I was young. And I thought the world was just absolutely coming to an end. And I felt like my parents were not treating my concerns with, with as much weight as they should. Now I look back and I understand, I, okay, they had a perspective. They, yeah. they knew because they had experienced more, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. They, had, they, they knew how the world worked more. Yeah. I don't know how many times over the last 23 years with my kids at various ages that the thing I've had to say to them is, hey, 
how old are you? How old am I? Which usually, of course, there was some joke about that. You're old. You're so old. I said, okay, which one of us has, has gone through more here? Which one of us has actually been to college and, and finished? Which one of us actually went through high school already? I, you know, some, we ha- look, I'm yeah. not trying to dismiss, and this, no. is, this is a problem, but let me assure you, it is not what you think it is. Can you just trust me? And, of course, as kids do, they never did. And I find that I'm sometimes like that. I, you know, what the psalm is saying is that God is in heaven saying, how old are you? Mm. <laughs> how old am I? <laughs> what have you been through? What have I been through? Can you just trust me? It's, it's not nearly as bad as you think it is. Just hang on to me. We're going to get through this. God has that kind of perspective. And, and to the degree that I think I have better perspective than my kids, think about how much how, how infinitely bigger God's perspective is than mine. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the great lessons about perspective is what can you see when you're down in a valley versus what can you see when you're up on the mountaintop, you yeah. know, surveying yeah. all of it. And so God from on high, from his throne on high, he can see farther and he knows better than we can even begin to. And so you've got these counselors saying to David, look, give up. God's not taking care of you. Rely on yourself. And David is saying, no, no. This business of God having not done anything about my enemies yet is not because he is turning a blind eye. It's because he actually sees better. Yeah, I was just going to say that this is one of those statements. I feel like um, skeptics, atheists, that they tend to mock this idea. You know, that God is all about pie in the sky and the great by and by. And, you know, where is your God? And for David to put him there and say, this is the foundation. This is my confidence. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. It's to say, I trust he is there. I trust he is there. And he will act right and he will act in his time. And he will do what is best for me. And he has a better perspective on what is best for me than even I have. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk 2020. Well, I mean, hey, it's been a great decade. It has. Actually, it's been a long decade this I'll year. I'll just tell you what. Um, so, you, know, you the, and I were joking challenge. before we turned the mics on that we're recording this a month before it's going to air. We we yeah. know as we're recording this that by the time this one drops, there will have been an election. And we've joked about when this one drops, will we yet know who the new will president is? Will we even is? know? I don't know. We've also talked about the fact that here in 2020, even though even though we joke about how long 2020 has seemed, there have been so many things that have happened that have changed so quickly. Yeah. So many tragic events that just set the world on fire yeah. in an instant. And I and I wonder how many of those are going to happen between today when we're recording it and a month from now when it's going to air. And, you know, I, I wish I could foresee and be able to talk like, hey, I, it's, it's, it's November 10th and I know exactly what the world is going through. I mean, I'd like to think that maybe a month from now things will be a whole lot better. But then again, they may be a whole lot worse or they may be just the same. There may be a lot of political controversy going on. There may be a lot of fighting and fussing and rioting in the streets going on. I just don't know. I mean, it's happening today. So maybe. Yeah. But here's what I know about today. Mm hmm. God is in his holy temple Mm -hmm. and God sees. Mm -hmm. And here's what I know about the day when this episode is actually going to air. He is still going to be in his holy temple. He is still going to be on his heavenly throne and he is still seeing it all. Yeah. And, and his perspective is better. Yeah. So I think people get frustrated and certainly we've come across this uh, in the Psalm so far. Well, okay. He sees, he sees what, why is he watching man? (laughs) 
jump in there. Well, that's but that's what the psalmist is praying again and again, also, isn't it? Well, he does pray for that, and there are a lot of psalms that are that are asking, "Why haven't you done something about this yet?" Here's the psalm where we see the faith, mm-hmm. and you know what? Maybe maybe this is that kind of response to Psalm 9 and 10. That So we've moved from 9 and 10 where it was, why aren't you doing something? And now the the hymn editors have dropped in a hymn that says, okay, let's remember what the foundation are, yeah. foundations are. Yeah. And the first one is, well, he does see, which, mm-hmm. which, wait a minute, isn't that what Psalm 10 did express even for all its concern yeah. and frustration and anger and question? Okay, I know you're watching. Yeah, so arise. So but, arise. I, but I know you're there, and but, I know you're watching. And so now the hymn editors, the next one they drop in as Psalm 11 is, yeah, he is in his holy temple. He is watching. He has the better perspective. What I need to do right now is trust him. I don't need to flee to my mountain. I need to trust God and hang out on his mountain. I'm really excited about this conversation on foundation and continuing those over the next couple of days. Hope that you'll tune in and listen to the conversation as well. Uh, You can share these podcasts. You can subscribe. You can rate them. We just love that. You can send us an email. Let us know what you're learning from Psalm 11. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org text talk at christiansmeethere.org. I will look forward to talking about the psalm tomorrow. But Edwin, why don't you lead us in a prayer right now? Our Father in heaven, hallowed and holy and sanctified and set apart be your name. You are in heaven and you see. Your perspective is so far beyond mine. It is so far beyond ours put together. It is so far beyond anything we as men and women on this world can can fathom. And we trust you. Lord, we know that is a foundation upon which we can anchor our lives. And I pray that today, No matter what is going on around the world, around our community, in our nation, no matter who won the election last week and what plans are being enacted, no matter what tragedies or triumphs have taken place, we know that you are watching it all. And in your time, at the best time, you will work everything together for good for your people, for those who love you. Lord, we want to hang out on your mountain. We don't want to run to ours. And we pray that you would give us the strength and build up our faith and help us to encourage one another in that. We love you so much, Father. Thank you for loving us first. And thank you for your son, Jesus, whom you sent to die for us at the right time. It's through him that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.